Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You stopped with Roberto Clemente. Henry Aaron was the greatest right fielder of our generation. Baseball. You got something against baseball? No, I like baseball. I just never understood how you guys can spend so much time discussing it. It's time for Hit and Run. You don't know how to play first base. Scott? That's right. It's not that hard, Scott. Tell him, watch. It's incredibly hard. Three hours of Chicago baseball talk every Sunday from 9 to noon. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Starring Barry Rosner and Joe Ostrowski. What's our record, Larry? Eight and 16? Eight and 16. How'd we ever win eight? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Hit and run on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's sports station. Take me out to the ball game. Or take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts, buy me some Cracker Jacks, and I don't even care if we ever get back in us. A row, row, row for the home team, and if they don't win, it's a shame. And it's one and it's two and it's three strikes you're out. That's that old ball game. Good morning, baseball fans here in Chicago and listening around the globe on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Live from the Hyundai Studios, this is Hit and Run, the Score's venerable baseball show. I am Barry Rosner, and my partner in perpetuity is Joe Ostrowski. We'll be with you until 1130, taking you up to Cubs baseball right here on your radio home for the Chicago Cubs. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Barry. How are we ever going to find time today? To give our takes on the royal wedding. <laughs> Has it stopped yet? I've been afraid to come out. Do you know that the bride has... She went to Northwestern. Yes, I know. I don't care about that. Yeah. I don't care about Luke Donald or any of the purple <laughs> are, people I think at Northwestern, this moment. You just run to hating Luke Donald. Well, because every, I... In be, a second. Because I do. Former number one player in the world. The worst number one player in the world of all time. Joe Girardi, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Do you, so kn- do you know that uh, the bride had a great, great uncle who was a really good player in the Negro Leagues? Did not know that. 
in uh, it was on the nineteen thirty one. Help me, the Grays, the something Grays. I'm trying to remember which city, but that that is considered to be the greatest Negro League team of all time. The Homestead Grays, is it? I think maybe. Uh, it uh, is that correct? Thank you, Eli. Um, the uh, yeah, that team. I I have heard over the years there used to be a uh, used to be a traveling museum, and I saw it once in St. Louis, the Negro Leagues Museum, and the 1931 Homestead Grays were featured prominently. So there you go. There's your royal update, your royal information for the day. It's taking up 10 hours of my DVR. That's all I know. Like, <laughs> really? When is this going to be deleted? Because if it's not gone soon, there's going to be an issue. 10 hours? What? Are you, what? And, and uh, yeah, she's watching some of it. I'm like, really? All, the oh, only- did you see? He said, I love you. I'm like, yeah, it's their wedding day. Whatever. The only part of it I saw was during the Preakness coverage yesterday. They showed the Royals <laughs> on uh, on I, maybe it actually was a racetrack, but it sure looked to be a racetrack as they were going down the grass. The turf looked firm, and it appeared as though the Royals were going to win. In any case, Satchel Page was on that team, by the way. The thirty-one Homestead Grays, pretty good. There you go. Are you looking up the roster right now? I just look, yes. Any any other names that stick out that are familiar to you? I will look it up when I get a moment. Nothing else. Ted Radcliffe. Yeah, Radcliffe, sure. Yeah. Double duty. Mm-hmm. Anybody else on there? I'll look it up during the next break. He died in Chicago. Uh, we have... <laughs> it's what it says. We, we have not enough time to do all the things we need to do. We're off at 11.30, so we have got to get to it. Here's what we have planned for you today. As always, lots of Cubs and White Sox conversation in this first hour and throughout the show for you. We hope you'll join us. At 312-644-6767, at 10 o'clock, we visit with former big league catcher Paul LaDuca. He's now an analyst for the Action Network and the New York Racing Association. We'll talk about the future of gambling as it relates to Major League Baseball. At 11, it's our weekly visit with the score's very own Bruce Levine. Our producer, director, engineer, and intern is Eli Hershkovich. Kevin Zipak will be in all morning handling the updates. I am at Barry Rosner on Twitter. Joe is at Joe0670. The Hit and Run account is Hit and Run 670. You should follow that for show updates. The phone number, of course, is 312-644-6767. You can also join in at 67011 via the text zone on the score. If you text us, you'll get a text back acknowledging your text. Standard message and data rates may apply. Joe, uh, there's so much to talk about just from yesterday's game, let alone the last week of baseball. Which one? Which game? The first, first game. The, the first yeah. one. Second one went to form, just as it should. A really good major league starter should take apart a really bad team. That's what happened in game two. Do you do? Is there anything really, really, anything else we need to talk about from game? Very two? similar to Friday, right? It's just Lester instead of Quintana on Friday. Game one looked a lot like a lot of Cubs games this year. Just bad. Just bad. Just bad fielding, bad base running, bad situational hitting. It starts in the first inning. Certain guys that walk a lot. First inning, I mean, you have the bases loaded with one out. Chance to absolutely just put put away a bad team again. You know, this is what you do to bad teams. You put them away early and they go away. They got nothing to play for. They're not even interested. They know they're bad. They don't care. They're giving away at bats. 
Just put them away, and they'll go away. They got okay? off to great starts in every game this series. Right. That's what you're waiting for. You see that right away. Bases loaded top one. Pitcher just issued a walk. Schwarber's up. Yeah, I, I, I think it's ball one. One out, top one. The guy just issued a walk. And he, and he rolls over. He tries to hit it a mile. He rolls over it. Four six three double or four three double play, four three double play. Just awful situational hitting. If you're a Cub fan and you're frustrated, you should be. This is really offensive to watch sometimes. Their situation. They are twenty second at least going into game two. Twenty second in baseball in batting average with runners in scoring position. You don't like batting average? Fine. They're twenty fifth in OPS with runners in scoring position. Just terrible situational hitting. Madden really sounded upset after that game. Well, he said after game one that was, I was wondering exactly what he was trying to say. But the quote was, that was one of the worst games that I've seen as a manager. I was like, wait, wait, what? Does that mean, did you make some poor decisions? Were you saying that you had a bad day or just... What was, what was he getting at exactly? He was getting at he, he He's tired of watching it. Yeah. Is what he's getting at. Yeah. And I don't blame him for being frustrated. I mean, he has talked about it enough, don't you think? He has said his piece on this. You guys have to think a little bit more at the plate. Remember the Monday makeup game? The Monday makeup game last week against the Braves? Where they got bases loaded, two outs, bottom nine? Bryant at the plate. Chris mm-hmm. Bryant. Pretty good hitter, right? The best option you have. Okay. He tried to hit it a mile. Drops his right shoulder, launch angle, going to hit it a mile. All you need is a 15-foot squibber in front of the plate to tie the game. That's all you need. He's trying to hit it a mile. I mean, it's just that there's, you know, outside of Anthony Rizzo, who when he gets to to two strikes has a great approach, other than Anthony Rizzo, how many guys consistently, I'm talking about consistently now, how many guys consistently have a really good two-strike approach where they shorten up and they try to put the ball into one of the gaps? Take it the other way. Just hit it where it's pitched. And if it's pitched inside, then, then you pull the ball. But I'm saying you hit it where it's pitched. It's a two-strike approach. How many guys consistently will do that? Zobrist? Zobrist, pretty good hitter. See, th- this is a bad argument to make today because he was 0-4 with runners in scoring position, but Addison Russell's one of the better hitters on the team. And just had, a, just had a really good week. And he too. had a really nice streak, yeah. Generally speaking, though... Yeah, I'm going around the me, diamond. Baez, no. Take, take me around the diamond. Usually, Bryant, usually. You just explained a situation where that was not the case this past week. Schwarber, no... Hayward, I mean, even, even Hayward doesn't count. I can't watch him bat. <laughs> Listen, okay? I know you look at the box score. Look, whoa, he had a three-run triple bases clearing triple. Look at this little little blue. Somebody should have right. caught that ball. The, I don't. Where was the right fielder? Oh my gosh, Brenneman was going nuts about Scooter Jeanette. The effort, the effort. He should not have been there. Right. That was a right fielder's ball. Yeah, for like a half an hour, the yes. ball was in the air. Yeah. Like, you look at, oh, he bases loaded, triple. All right, Hayward, maybe he's, oh, that was a bloop that should have been caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the box score looks really nice. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I don't even, uh, 
You don't count him on the team. What? I, I just I don't even think about it. I assume I just assume the worst. No, no. Usually it's uh, Bryant. You can count it on Zobris, and I'd say majority of the time Russell. But the guys that we're talking about on the other end of the spectrum, really, the, the approach is poor. So if you're a Cub fan and you're frustrated, or you're Joe Madden and you're frustrated watching the same thing over and over and over again, what were they one for sixteen? With runners in scoring position in Game One yesterday. Well, here here's what's funny. It's not just Game One yesterday. They've had a good series. They should take three or four. We'll see what happens. And you mentioned putting teams away. Now I'm not asking for 15 runs a game, and maybe we're picking nits here. But for these series that they've taken two of three, they've scored 22 runs in the series. For the series, they are seven for 46 that- with runners in scoring position. That is an average of 152. On Friday, they were 4 for 19. They were 1 for 16 in game one. And then last night, 10 nothing win. They were 2 for 11. That's not nitpicking. I'm, well, you're talking about a 7-run win, a 10-run win, and we're pointing out the runners in scoring position, but that is something consistent. And look at the pitching. It's been very poor. Look at the pitching staff you're facing. Oh, it's trash. Yeah, <laughs> just garbage, and, and you're in a building where you're supposed to score eight, yeah, eight ten nice runs and, with that lineup. Nice and warm, nice yeah. and humid. Everybody's loose. It's 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 great hitting weather in a great hitting ballpark. You should be putting up double digits against those guys. The only hesitation I have is offensively. I'm always going to go to runs. Where are they in runs? They're fourth in baseball in runs with runners in scoring position. They're fourth in baseball, second in the National League, only behind Atlanta. Runners in scoring position in two outs. They're tied for third in baseball and second in the National League. But the problem You're is... You're talking about runs scored. Yes. You're yes. talking about runs scored. But, no, but with runners in scoring position also. But the thing is, this is... But they're 25th in OPS. Right. This is so you see the, the concern because they're so streaky. They are so up and down. Look at what we, how we many, see. How Win many five, of those runs? Lose five. Yeah. Win five, lose five. That's what we see with this team. And how many of the runs have come in a small percentage of games? Well, th- exactly my point. Go, the Braves. They go 10, and then they go one. That's that's an issue. Um, runners in scoring position, the thing that jumped out to me the most, you mentioned OPS, and that's good. Slugging percentage, part of OPS, obviously. Mm-hmm. 333, dead last in the National League. 28th in baseball with this lineup slugging. And you have to tie that into Anthony Rizzo because he's in the heart of your lineup every day. And we're six, seven weeks in and we're still waiting. And we've seen this before. We've seen bad months of Anthony Rizzo. We see it every single year. But now you're getting close to two months here. Well, how much of it is a bad back or how much of it was the time he missed with a bad back? I don't know. I I still don't really. Yeah. I don't. I got a feeling. I have a, I have a strong feeling that Anthony Rizzo is going to be fine, and he is going to take it out on somebody, and he's going to have himself a month, and you're going to look up, and he's going to be hitting three hundred, and you're going to say, "Wow, that happened fast." That happened fast because he's going to have himself a huge month. I don't. I don't. I, I feel like Rizzo's I've been too, saying that for a few weeks, though. I you, yeah, probably. Uh, and I'm not saying he's going to have a bad season. I if, get it. There are a lot of. Di- you mentioned the back. There are a lot of different things going on, and, and maybe part of it, I was just thinking about this, that maybe it's just the way baseball has changed, and it's getting to Anthony Rizzo, and his BABIP is still around 200. Why is it around 200? Some of the peripherals, the numbers 
don't look bad. How much is shifting hurting Anthony Rizzo? And can and people make the assumption and time tell, tells us that yeah you're gonna your BABIPs usually going to be around 300, but the shifts are more extreme now than ever before. So somebody like Anthony Rizzo is it really going to hurt a little bit? Will he get to that 300 number? Yeah, I mean I think you make a great point. I think that's absolutely legitimate, and I think he's smart enough to adjust. Yeah, I think he's smart enough to take what's there, and you know if they're Look, he's standing on the plate, right? So maybe that's maybe that's the next adjustment. If they're going to keep throwing him inside and he's standing on the plate and they're shifting the way that they are, maybe he makes a little now bit of it. Maybe he's got to maybe he's got to step back 3 inches so he can use the other side of the field a little bit. More. I mean, that's what we're talking about is the concern with the Cubs because when you play that streaky, that's how you get out of the playoffs quick. You have a bad few games, season over. You know how else you get out of the playoffs? Terrible starting pitching. The Cubs starting pitching, FIP, is the worst in the National League, save the Cincinnati Reds. The only team in the National League. Again, going into Quintana's start yesterday in, in Game 2. They were worst in the National League except for Cincinnati in starting pitching FIP. Wow. 23rd in baseball. Wow. The starting pitching going into game two yesterday was a negative war. Think about that. Think about your your starting rotation, which you have invested so much money in, in Lester, Chatwood, and Darvish, and with the prospects you gave up to get Quintana, had a negative war going into the second game yesterday. How do they have this record? The only t- they were They were tied for 20th. With a couple teams, and the only teams worse in baseball starting pitching war were Tampa, Baltimore, oh my Kansas City, <laughs> the White Sox, the Marlins, Toronto, wait, wait. Cincinnati, and San Diego. How many of those teams are trying to win? <laughs> How many? Seriously. Toronto. Okay. One of them. Well, I named one team. <laughs> so, wow. Baltimore. How's that Cobb signing? That would have been another bad move. If they would have gone, they offered him the contract. What's the difference between Cobb and Darvish? That's that's free agency. Yeah, there's a reason they're there. Free agency, yeah. As as Don Zimmer used to say, there's always a reason a guy's a free agent. And rarely is it only because of money. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Bryce Harper it is. Manny Machado it is, but it's usually not. It's usually Maddox. <laughs> Man. Oh, speaking of Greg Maddox, I have a Maddox anniversary note for you coming up in the show today. we got to get to the White Sox as well. And and after this break, we will get to the, the Javi Baez incident yesterday. This hour on The Score, brought to you by Horwitz & Horwitz, Illinois' top personal injury Lawyers, 312-644-6767. Already some Cub fans want to talk about this. Eli, you typed up uh, a moment ago, and then you erased it. You typed up that Jose Batista has been released by the Braves. That was quick. Yeah. Looked like he was doing all right, at least when he was in town. Yeah. Yeah. Did he have a couple homers right away? Yeah. But, I mean, they are so stacked. Do you have room for him? No. 
No. That Braves thing is a riot. Man, they are fun to watch. That is really fun if to watch. If you want to adopt them as another team to just kind of root can for, I, can, I understand. Can, they, can I have them on my roster? No, because you have the Mets. You can't take two teams in that division. No. The Mets You're are... married to the Mets. Oh, forever? Yes. Oh. As long as you continue to talk them up. And When's if you can last... go six months without talking them up, then I'll say you can move on. When's the la- I buried them three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And then you start every guest we have that talks national baseball, you start salivating about Syndergaard with not... his shirt off. That, well, because I'm enamored with Syndergaard when he takes his shirt off. Does that make me a bad person? No, but it means that they're still your team. As Brian McRae used to say, that don't make me a bad person. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. What are you talking about? A lot of things. That's clubhouse stuff. (laughs) Not going to discuss that with you on the air, Joe Ostrowski. Who is my partner? I'm Barry Rosner. This is Hit and Run on the Score. McGowan. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Appropriate music from the natural. I'll tell you why in just a second. Need legal advice by a reputable attorney? Send questions you want answered to cbschicago.com slash legal advice. And look online for free legal Fridays with Horowitz, Horowitz and Associates. That's cbschicago.com slash legal advice. That's got a certain it's got a certain feel to it, that music. We were talking about the Homestead Grays. And among the Hall of Famers from that nineteen thirty one team, you missed the biggest name on here, Joe, Josh Gibson, considered to oh, I be did miss that. considered to be uh maybe the greatest hitter ever. In any league, at any time, ever, he was like the uh, he was like the Babe Ruth of the Negro Leagues. But that's probably that could be an insult to Josh Gibson, for all we know. The um, among others on that team, Smokey Joe Williams, who's in the Hall of Fame as well. Judd Wilson, who's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's see here, and uh, Bill Foster, who's in the Hall of Fame. Oscar Charleston, who's in the Hall of Fame. The Baseball Hall of Fame. So uh, all those guys are Baseball Hall of Famers. Uh, when after a uh, what's so funny? I uh, just I just saw Tyler Maley, who's pitching for the Reds today. His middle name is Furman. <laughs> what? Wait, we'll name him Furman. Really? Anyways, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Talk more it, Royal Wedding. No, I think we covered that. Oh. I think I think that's all covered. Uh, why don't we uh, take a break okay. for a scoreboard <laughs> update with Kevin Zipak? Well, good luck with all that. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. What about ponies, huh? What kind of abnormal animal is that? And those kids who had their own ponies. Oh, I know. I hated those kids. In fact... I hate anyone that ever had a pony when they were growing up. I had a pony. pony. <laughs> well, I didn't uh, really mean a pony per se. When I was a little girl in Poland, we all had ponies. My sister had pony. My cousin had pony. So what's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing at all. He was a beautiful pony, and I loved him. Well, I'm sure you did. Who wouldn't love a pony? Who wouldn't love a person that had a pony? You. You said so. Ah, 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 ah,
Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner with you till 1130. We'll probably talk a little bit about ponies with uh, Paul LaDuca. The president of Poland is in town. See that? I did not big, know. Big. That's big news for somebody like me. Probably another reason to shut down all of downtown. So we can't, <laughs> no, that was a bike ride. So we can't get anywhere. That, that was not because of the president of Poland. It's because of a bike ride. Uh, we'll get to sports gambling and uh, especially how it applies to the state of Illinois. Forgive me for laughing, but oh it's gosh. the state of Illinois. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. We got to talk about yeah. the Javi Baez, and people think they have answers on everything with that, it's, which cracks me up too. Oh, oh that's y- fun. Y- you know about the politicians, what they're going to do? Yeah, huh? that's fun. Okay, that's really fun. It's Illinois, which means they're going to butcher the whole thing. It'll take five years if they ever get it done. Barry's going to be mad about the horse racing element. They'll screw yeah. the tracks. They'll 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 screw the tracks again, the like they always do. You can you can go to your corner gas station or Chinese restaurant, and they have slots there. Yep. But the tracks can't have them. No. They've only had regulated gambling there for a hundred and some years. You can't have slots there. Gee, now now why do you suppose Joe Ostrowski that that came to be that the last governor vetoed two gambling bills that would have would have helped horse racing stay alive instead of billion dollar business is now dead in this. How do you suppose that happened? Just just ponder that for a moment. We'll get to we'll get to all of that <laughs> Here we go. in just a minute. Um, yesterday, the Javi Baez and and Garrett uh, oh, man. incident was pretty hysterical. You have to laugh at the hypocrisy of the Chicago Cubs on this. I mean, you have to laugh. You have to laugh. Nobody throws more bats or dances or stands at home plate and admires their home runs more than Hobby. more than more than the Chicago Cubs as a team. Between Javi and Contreras, you know, Clint Hurdle called them out. And the dancing in the bullpen yeah. and everything they do on the field and all the celebrations. Look, this is a really arrogant team. And they have a right to be. What they what have they won? About three hundred games the last three years, plus a World Series, three three straight NLCS. They got every right to be arrogant. But when you're arrogant and you dance and you bat flip and you stand at home plate and you fire bats when you're mad, suggesting to the opposing pitcher that you suck so much that I should have hit that 500 feet, I can't believe I popped it up, that's how bad you are, and you behave like that, and then someone screams at you because they're excited because they got an out and they stare at you, you have absolutely no right to be upset. That is that is correct. That is absolutely the equivalent as a pitcher of the bat flip. That's what that is. So you have absolutely no. You know what you got to do there? You got to eat that and drag your bat back to the dugout and go sit down because he won and he just flipped his bat. And next time when you get him, like last year when you hit a grand slam off of Amir Garrett, when he you stood, can flip your bat when he stood there and then flipped his bat. Right. But Amir Garrett would fit in perfectly on this team because he's out there drawing a big A on the mound because it's his mound and it's Amir Garrett time. So really, Garrett and Baez are very similar, and and that's where things went wrong. What was it that uh, Tom Brenneman was so funny on the call of Fox Sports Ohio? Was it <laughs> he's he's ripping Strope like Strope wasn't even out there doing anything. Amir Garrett 
Staring down, Baez. Take a look at this. There's some jawing going on here. Baez took the huge swing on the fastball, and I don't know if there was something said then. But now, all of a sudden, things are starting to get a little hairy in that scrum down there. And Al Mora is the one really trying to mix things up. Now, Mora is over there chirping at Amir Garrett. He doesn't have anything to do with anything except making a bad boy chase his bat around. And an accidental fall there by uh, one of the Cub coaches. I mean, Pedro's strokes going going off down there. Baez is still staring through the crowd, and now some of the coaches. Wait, Tom, Tom, Tom. I didn't hear one courtesy red of, mentioned. Courtesy of Fox Sports. <laughs> I didn't hear a red mentioned anywhere. <laughs> Wait, did you? Because he was doing play-by-play of Cubs. <laughs> it's so Tom. Did you hear a Did you hear a red? I don't think so. Did you hear Red's name? I don't think so. Anybody? Shebler? Anybody? Fun- Peraza? Funny, nothing? The, the funniest part was the way Rizzo sprinted out of the dugout. Was- Rizzo's so frustrated, he will fight anybody right now. He would fight his mom if he thought it might it might expend some energy so he can blow off. So he's not getting it running around the bases. So. Well, who who didn't immediately flash back to Rizzo wanting to fight the yeah. entire Red's roster? A roller's challenge? Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. It's- also there. A great it's, American. It's just funny, though, that Javi Baez was offended by that. I mean, it's a, every, I guarantee it you. It was really loud. It was really loud. Well, and it, was, it echoed throughout the place. Cubs pitchers sometimes scream, but, like, Lester will do it in his glove because he, he is trying to be respectful, you know, and he will never look at another player. Look, there. We yep. t- they do it walking off to their dugout. Right, right. I've right. seen Strope do that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a lot of guys scream. Yeah, lot, and that's and that's good. You're excited. Quintana you're, does it. You're excited. You got a big out. You don't stare down another player. That's that's I I consider that to be the equivalent of standing for a long time at home plate and watching a home run. It's just really disrespectful. But what's funny about it is, where, where will all the guys be now? Well, all the people who criticized the so-called fun police, will they now be on Javi Baez? Because this is Javi Baez being the fun police. No, they if won't. You're, if, oh, they so won't. They, they won't. won't. Do you think they will? No, because they're hypocrites. And Javi Baez was being incredibly self-unaware yesterday because every player of baseball saw that, hap- saw that happen and we're thinking, you got to be kidding me. you got to be freaking kidding me. Javi Baez, of all people, is offended? You do it every time you're at the plate. Every at-bat is an adventure of some kind with Javi Baez. Right. Where he's showing somebody up. And I don't believe Javi Baez has a mean bone in his body. I think he's just out there having fun. And he doesn't realize that it is perceived to be disrespectful by opponents. That's just Javi being Javi. But Javi also doesn't realize that the same disrespect that he consistently shows the opponent is exactly what Garrett did to him yesterday. And I guarantee you, every player in baseball watching that is going, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. He can't be sensitive there. He can't. No. Now, Eli, can we go to the end of the ninth inning? Javi Baez at the plate for the Cubs. Javier Baez, the batter. We know what happened the last time he was at the plate. He smoked that ball and doesn't even run to first. Are you kidding me? Holy Moses. (laughs) Baez stops a third of the way up the line. (laughs) Are you kidding me? 
Tom. Holy Moses. I have to recap. So, I so to Tom re- was mad at Baez, which is which is for earlier. It was great. And he called him out for not running. Respect 90. That's another thing. Respect 90. Yeah. And then Joe's going after the Reds after the game, too. And I know he's backing his players. Wouldn't expect anything else from him. What he called a but, primal primal scream? Yes, he did. Yeah. And it was. Your guys do it all the time. Exactly. They do it all the time. But he didn't. But that that's fair because Javi was not running. And that's something the Cubs preach. That's something Joe Madden preaches. And Joe didn't bring that up. Well, he did sit him in game two, which could have been a combination of a lot of things, including they've, they are in a stretch of a lot of games. What is it, 11 games in 10 days? Get some rest. By the way, might as well bring up some of these changes. There are, there are a few Cubs, Cubs today. Cubs lineup today? Yeah, Bryant is sitting against the Reds. He always kills the Reds. Hap is playing third base. Russell is sitting, and Baez is playing shortstop. Zobrist at second base. Read the whole lineup, could you, from top sure. to bottom, please? Zobrist leading off at second base. Almora hitting second in center field. Rizzo third. Contreras cleanup. Hap batting fifth at third base. Schwarber sixth. Baez hitting seventh at shortstop. Hayward Darvish. Okay. Darvish good in his first outing the other night off the DL. I don't know if you noticed this, Joe, but uh, I don't think he threw a lot of two-seamers the other night. I noticed it. Uh, I don't. I actually didn't look to see how many he threw. In the four innings. Maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't throw any, uh, but it was mostly, it looked to me to be mostly four-seamers uh, and the occasional slider. In other words, just well-located fastballs without a lot of the, without a lot of the movement. On his fastball. You know, the two-seamer is the one that breaks. Uh, it looks like it's going right at a lefty's elbows and breaks in over the inside corner. Well, that's a great pitch unless you get too much of the plate. And then the ball travels a long way and you go and you back up third base. It's, uh, it's not something that's been effective for him this year. It's actually been awful for him this year. And so I noticed that uh, he wasn't throwing that a lot the other night. I don't know if that's uh, just because... It's been ineffective, or maybe he just didn't have the right spots for it. I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how it goes today. But but very effective in his four innings before uh, leaving with a leg cramp the other night. Yeah, after I believe it was sixty-one pitches in his return from the DL. So that's obviously something we'll all be watching for that fifth inning because then is there the natural reaction? I understand because it's Darvish, and we're all paying close attention to how he is coming off the DL and his struggles early on. What's he going to do in the fifth inning? What's he going to do once you get close to seeing a lineup three times? What's going to change there? And and then he exits the game. They made the right move because you can't have him had a have another rough fifth inning, and then after the game, well, the cramps. Nobody's buying those excuses because. Every time he has a poor start, you have an excuse why it happened. Sometimes they are legitimate, and that's fine. It sounds like it would have been legitimate too, but you couldn't have that happen. I think they made the right move the other day. 312-644-6767 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on anything we have discussed so far. Javi Baez, the hypocrisy of Javi Baez, the Cubs' (laughs) poor situational hitting, uh, the very good game by Jose Quintana last night. Uh, we will get to the White Sox, to sports gambling, uh, Paul LaDuca, top of the hour. There's so much around the game that we have to discuss. The demotion of Carson Fulmer, 
Oh. The, uh, but there's a lot of good happening in the White Sox. It was a good week for the White Sox farm system. Maybe that will get White Sox fans to relax just a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about what this White Sox rotation could look like in really in about a month or maybe six weeks. Could look significantly different. We'll talk about those names, who it might be next on Hit and Run on the Score. Are you kidding me? Wow. Holy Moses. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And Al Mora is the one really trying to mix things up. He doesn't have anything to do with anything. And an accidental fall there by one of the Cub coaches. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. What was it that uh, Dumas said about vengeance? Um, Something about it being uh, slow in arriving, but then it is all the more complete. Something along those lines. Uh, That's that's Javi Baez getting getting it back from Garrett. I mean, that's just look. If you're gonna if you're gonna behave like that on a baseball field, and everyone loves it, right? Well, now you're getting it back. If you have a problem with that, then you should also be criticizing Javi Baez for the things yeah, he that can't he be, does. He can't be sensitive there. He well, can't. and either can Cub fans or all the people who claim that there's too many people acting as the fun police. Those same people have to now criticize Javi Baez because Javi Baez is acting like the fun police. Were there a lot of people mad at Garrett? Because I did not see that. Uh, I don't. I, don't I, I didn't see that I, reaction. I don't know to whom you're referring. Um, I wasn't following Twitter at the time. I wasn't and, either. So, so that's why I'm asking. So I, really I, I really didn't also, hear a lot of complaints about Garrett. Is what I'm saying. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. And, <laughs> it's funny too that people are mad at Tom Brenneman. Tom Brenneman. Oh, I knew they would be. Tom Brenneman is is a great announcer. Uh, there's he and he was great when he when he was in Chicago and people loved him when he was in Chicago. Now you don't like him because he's criticizing your team, just as your announcers criticize their team. What do you think he's going to do? Well, he's a homer, for, except he, for the boring ones. He's a there's a lot of that going around. I know. Uh, I read your column and I agree. <laughs> I wrote about Steve Stone today. If you haven't seen it, you can find it uh, on my Twitter feed or on my Facebook page or DailyHerald.com. Stoney has never been better than he is right now. He's never been more entertaining. He's never been better at predicting what's happening. And some of it has to do with the space he now has in the booth, which, you know, I mean, look. Think of do you some... mean actual physical space? No. <laughs> because they would be very... – he had all the space in the world before. Yeah, no, that was physical space. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking uh, figuratively – he has uh, much more room to operate. He and Jason Benetti have have a great, great rhythm and uh, terrific chemistry. And Jason sets him up really well. And Stoney's just great at, at telling you what's going to happen before it happens. He notices things on the field that are happening because he's not staring into a laptop looking for metrics. Your play-by-play guy is going to give you that all day, all night. You don't need your analyst doing the exact same thing that your play-by-play guy is doing it is boring complement each other yeah some of this some of that as stoney points out you have a lot of different people listening to a game as they're viewing it you have people who know a lot about baseball some who don't know anything about baseball 
You have people who believe they could manage a team. You have some people who don't know what a six four three double play is. And you have to give all of them something. Yeah, and you're st- right. There are those people. And then something I think we forget all the time on this station and being the Cubs station, we're going to run into people that don't know a lot. People don't know what BABIP is. There are a lot of people that have no idea what it is and why it's relevant. There are. You're you're reaching a lot of different people. Yeah. And the fact is, is when you're reciting metrics that any human being can look up on any of 10 or 15 or 20 websites, you're not giving people something new. So you're not giving them information they can't find anywhere else. It's boring. It's boring. Stoney doesn't do that. He's watching things. That last week, just last week, he predicted four or five or six things that nobody else would have noticed because they're not watching the game anymore. He saw the, he saw the, uh, the catcher smacking his glove on the ground, yeah. which usually means make sure this ball is low. Stoney says he's smacking his glove on the ground. He wants the hitter to hear it because he's doing it really loud, this is going to be a high fastball, and the hitter's going to miss it by two feet. And it is precisely what happened. How many color guys in the game will give you that? Are they even watching it? Are they even watching the game? No, they're looking, they're looking up numbers, which you could look up yourself. I just, you know, there's The just, crazy thing is what you're talking about is former players, too. Yeah, and they're the that, ones that who aren't, need to, Yeah. Like, you know... You're there because you have that knowledge, because you have that experience. Stoney saw a shortstop smoothing out the dirt and it looked like it was just a guy smoothing out the dirt he goes he wants the runner on second to think that what he's really doing he's looking in for the sign and he said it's a breaking ball it's going to be over the inside corner and he's going to pull it right to where the shortstop has moved the runner didn't notice that the shortstop just moved four steps to his right and the hitter hit it right to where the shortstop was that's what you want from a guy who knows baseball better than anybody else former players who know the game that's what you're looking for. The White Sox rotation, by the way, Joe, in in a month or maybe six weeks, could have Carlos Rodon, Michael Kopech, Lopez, and Giolito as your top four starters. Yes. That could be that could be in a relatively short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And White Sox fans could be a whole lot less miserable than they are right now. At least you have the right to hope. We'll get back to the White Sox conversation. Uh, we will not. Uh, we will not uh, forget to do that in the next hour. But we got to get to a break. Paul Laduca coming up next on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play. It. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing, and once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.